Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we believe we have Bob Summeru, a field reporter, staff writer for Western Outdoor News, joining with us today. Bob, are you there? I'm right here. How oh, are you? Good. Well, you stick around there. We're going to be having a lot of fun. We've got a couple minutes right now. We'll see me a little bit maybe what you're up to. And then right. we have some great reports. We've got, oh, Paul Leibowitz, who's a, a mutual friend of ours, that's oh, yeah. editor what of a great Kayak guy. Angler. And we have back with us John Prock now, who is a, uh, well, a, a fish bait scientist. <laughs> he's well, always great with yeah, and you know he's he's so much more than that because he's dedicated his entire life to mm-hmm. the what, where, and why of fish and mm-hmm. how to get them. Well, the difference is it's um, most fishing and designing equipment is subjective, but what he does is they use real science, and we're going to find out what that's all about in just a couple of minutes. And Bob, what have you been up to? Well, you know, this is probably one of the most exciting times of the year. You, you you take a look at all your fishing throughout each year, and you look back on it and say, boy, that was a great year, or this was a bad year. But when you look forward and you see what's on the horizon, it just can't get any better than that. Right now I've got, I've got freshwater trips planned. I've got saltwater trips planned. Of course, Western Outdoor News has me out on 13 charters this year, and each one of those will be hosting uh, – several people for either a party boat or a trip to Alaska or a trip to Cedros. Uh, and then uh, there's so many things going on. The list is just endless. It's a fabulous opportunity. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. And, of course, we got some trips going on, and I don't know if we can talk you into joining any of those. We've got La Paz coming up twist in May pretty quick. Twist my arm. <laughs> and, twist yeah, twist my, my arm. arm. <laughs> we might be able to get you down there. And then, of course, Alaska is uh, we've only got a couple of spots left on that because – Things are getting a little busier than they have been in the past, and people are actually starting to move and get out and about uh, again. Well, so, you know, the recession seems to have gone by the wayside, well, and people it's, it's, are it's anxious to get back out. Some okay. cabin fever, I the, think. There you go. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with you, and we'll continue right on where we left off. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be right back with you, Bob. Oh, Lord. Honey, that sounds like rain. Hey, woman. Get the young. Let's go. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-382-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-382. 1612. Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. 
just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISH-RAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. If you're looking for a magical and unique gift for someone special, look no further than the skies above you. Santa Barbara Soaring specializes in glider rides, making memories that last a lifetime. Experience Santa Barbara, the San Inez Valley, and Central Coast with the silence of soaring. Purchasing a gift certificate is just a couple of clicks away. Visit SantaBarbaraSoaring.com. Pick your ride and the certificate will be sent directly to you just in time for the holidays. Let Santa Barbara Soaring help you provide the gift they'll never forget. SantaBarbaraSoaring.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we have Bob Summer on the line with us. Bob, we are just saying this is going to be a great year, and what have, what, what all you got going? I know you've got well, some... Well, you know, I've got a lot up. of personal things going on as well as my Western Outdoor News work, but uh, before we get into that, you may recall last year we had a discussion about the possible El Nino, and I kind of poo-pooed the oh, idea I mean, thinking... Was, oh, I thought you had this marked. I'm sorry. Never mind. Go ahead and call him back. I'm sorry. We still there, okay. John? Wrong mark. Okay. Okay. So, as I was saying, we we talked about the El Nino last year, and and I said uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, like everyone else was predicting. And sure enough, we had a, just kind of a wimpy little season, and not much uh, El Nino conditions, and none of the warm water we really expected to the northern climbs. But now this year, I'm going to stand on my soapbox and say it is going to be an El Nino year. Of course, that means that the fishing will be better in the northern areas because the water will be warmer as it comes up out of the south, mm-hmm. bringing fish with it. And this so. is the time of the year for what? Are you as a steelhead starting to run yet for the well, spring run? That, now, here's an interesting thing. Uh, I fish the Oregon, southern Oregon area for steelhead every year a couple, three times. And most of the fish were held offshore because there was no rain. All of the rivers were down, down, down. They were down in the rocks. So... 
The fish weren't able to push up. They were all storming the, the coast and sitting there just offshore, which they're almost impossible to get offshore. And uh, so the steelhead were stacked up. Well, the rains came about 10 days, two weeks ago. The rains came, first swelled, and the fish okay. pushed up. Okay. So now the fish are filling all of those systems, and right now is the time to get up there. I've got two trips planned. Uh, we're going to be fly fishing on uh, the Rogue and the Applegate for starters, and we'll probably head over to the Chetco at some point as well. One of our some of our favorite rivers. Some great rivers, yes. And yeah. I don't know what the what their water situation is, but uh, I think I know it's a little bit better than what we had. But we have Bob. We have on the line with us right now. We have Mark who is, uh, I guess she's the new manager at Nacimiento in Lake San Antonio down in Central California. Oh, so, yeah. So Beautiful we're going to put him on, and I'm sure that Mark has got some exciting stuff for us. We may not have quite as much shoreline as we had a couple of weeks ago, Mark, but uh, it, things are looking good, huh? Well, that's that's correct. When you start out with 165 miles of shoreline, even a little bit of a lake shrinkage still gives you a lot of shoreline. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And this time of the year, what's the uh, what's the draw what, up there? What right are we now? fishing for up mm-hmm. there, Mark? Spotted bass, spotted bass, mm-hmm. and plenty of them. Yeah. Uh, from what I'm hearing, the uh, every fisherman comes away with a smile on their face. They're getting limits and, and doing a lot of catch and release. Uh, they're they're saying that they're they're hitting they're hitting pretty much everything and okay. having a lot of fun with it. Now, is that on the shore or are they coming in on boats? Uh, both, both, both. And is it uh, the spotted bass? Was it white bass you have in the lake too? Yeah, we have white bass, mm-hmm. and they haven't. They're, they're they start showing up in March, mm-hmm. uh, and we haven't seen them yet. Okay, but we we believe they're right around the corner, and there's a lot of pent up anxiety because they uh, they're a lot of fun as well. Well, they are a lot of fun, and they're also you know they make a good table fare. And they're they're kind of unusual because they're so prolific that they they don't want you to put them and release them. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So if you want to go out there and, and they're a lot of fun to catch and, you know, don't feel bad about keeping those because they, you know, they're trying to keep the population under control. Now that's the white bass, not mm-hmm. the spotted. That's, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's okay. the white bass. Okay. How are we fishing the spotted bass, Mark? Uh, I think they're using a lot of drop shot. I, they pretty much everything. A lot of lures, uh, pretty much from what I see, these guys are tucking into the shore. And just working the shore, working you know, working under underwater foliage, and they said they're pretty much hitting everything. Mm-hmm. They, they, when I, I go to the weigh-ins at the bass tournaments, and uh, and what I'm hearing these guys, there there's a, a variety of what they're fishing. So they're up in the shallows. They're not in the deep water yeah. right now. Yeah, they're they're in the shallows. What what's your water temperature like these days? It's still cold. Um, it's still about in the in the low 50s. So it's still pretty cold. Mm-hmm. Well, it does get warm in the summertime up there, and you've got kind of a unique situation with Nacimento and at San Antonio. Apparently, you're uh, your manager of both the lakes? Yes, I am the manager of both the lakes under mm-hmm. a company called uh, Monterey Lakes Recreation Company. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, well, you've, you've got, it's it's a great place, great facilities, because uh, Nacimento in particular, you've got great fishing, but you can also do water sports up there, too. And yeah, both lakes. Mm-hmm. Both lakes have water sports. Um, you know, every, throughout the state, you're hearing a lot of um, a, a lot of commiserating about low water, and that is true. Uh, Nacimiento, we do. We are at about right at the, the, a little under 25 percent. But that said, uh, it's a big lake, so there's yeah. still a ton of water in Nacimiento. San Antonio, yeah. on the other hand, 
Um, right now, we don't even have a launch ramp that's in the water, mm-hmm. but we do have water. Um, we do have a pretty decent uh, size uh, water area, and if you can uh, hand launch something and get out there and maybe kayak fish or tube fish or, or whatever pleases you, mm-hmm. anything but motorized that needs a launch ramp, there's still fish on San Antonio, and cool. you know, that's that's the home of the stripers. Right. So. Well, yeah. It's a great area that that part of the world. First of all, you know you're in you're in wine country. If you w- want to do some visiting around there, and you do have plenty of facilities at the lake, so if people are on a road trip, uh, all they got to do is show up. Speaking That's of road correct. trips, if I'm coming up from the south, where am I going on this to get to San Antonio? Last week? we're right we're right off the 101, uh, just about 24 minutes uh, right off of the 101, just west of the 101, right out of Paso Robles. Yeah, just kind of make the exit there and, and just go back into the hills. Beautiful area. Yeah, oh, yeah we're not that far off the freeway. It's okay. just a, it's a quick jaunt off the freeway. Mm-hmm. Nice. Best, best kept secret. A great, beautiful lake. Uh, we're at about seven to 800 feet elevation. Uh, great fishing spot. We do have a lot of amenities. And uh, right during the summer. During the summer, there's a lot of on-water activity as well as fishing. Well, it is big, and you're talking about the water level. It does fluctuate a lot throughout the year, though, so don't worry too much about it because it's used Correct. for irrigation, and they fill it up, and they drain it and fill it up and drain it. So, But there's Correct. always plenty of fish there. Correct. And then is there any websites that uh, – I know you guys are in the process of redoing some of your sites with uh, Cal Parks Company, but is there a website that we can go to to get some more information? Uh, yeah, Nascimento's is NascimentoResort.com, and San Antonio is LakeSanAntonio.com. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If somebody wants to, in the next uh, 30 seconds, send an email to John at FishTalkRadio.com and spell Nascimento correctly, we'll give them a prize. <laughs> Do I get to, to enter into that one? <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, exactly. I have to look at it myself. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, well, Mark, we appreciate having you on, and, and uh, you know, welcome to uh, Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be talking to you some more, I'm sure. So great job. It's that time of the year to think about getting into Central California and two great lakes with uh, just that's, great fishing and great accommodations. Well, thanks a lot, and keep on fishing, guys. We'll do that. Right. Okay, thanks, Mark. Looking forward to getting up there. All right. Very nice. All right. John, that'd be a nice trip, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, well, I've, uh, I've been up there more than a couple times, Bob. Next time you come up this oh, direction, we might want to... Might want to do that. We'll go up there and see if we can get it. You know what's fun is the pontoon boats that you can just oh. go out and you can spend the whole day. You know, maybe take a a uh, a barbecue with you and and just uh, troll some lines. And there's just a lot of little fingers and coves that you can just kind of go into and relax. And uh, there is a lot of fish in there, especially when the whites Sounds are biting. Like and yeah, I was going to say the white bass come on a little later, and mm-hmm. I think that sounds like that'd be a lot of fun. Okay. And when are you going up to? Uh, um, uh, well, it, uh, my my first steelhead trip is in about uh, six days, and uh, one of the things I'll be doing when I do that, uh, give a shout out to my brother-in-law Andy Ellis, who's actually going out on his first steelhead trip. Mm-hmm. So I've got him broken in. He's been practicing with the fly rod. You know, you got to know your roll cast. You got to know your tension cast. Uh, you don't need a long distance cast, but but what you do need to do is to flop that uh, mm-hmm. nymph rig upstream and let it just drift down on a there dead drift. And, and and I'll give you a quick tip on that. Every once in a while, lift up your rod because you don't always know when you got a fish on. <laughs> well, you know sure. we're we're yeah. using strike indicators, also known as bobbers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In fly fishing, they're strike indicators. Okay. Anyway, we uh, we're okay. using. Uh, 
pegged egg, pegged bead eggs as okay. our pattern. All right. So basically, it's not much different than bait okay. fishing. All right, Bob, we're going to take a quick break. Don't you go anywhere. We're going to come back and talk to Paul Leibowitz and have a lot more fun. So hang in there, Bob. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-382-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-382-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at Costa Baja Resort. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! It's time for the 68th Annual Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience March 5th to the 9th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest travel show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. Discover boating, fishing, diving, hunting, travel, fly fishing, archery, and much, much more at the nation's number one show. Don't miss the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Ram Ultimate Air Dogs, the Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, the Toyota Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, the Typhoon Fast Tank, the Accurate Real Saltwater Tank, Air Gun Ranges, Laser Shots, Archery Casting, and a full day of family fun. Over 400 continuous seminars presented by Progressive Insurance, Cousins Tackle, Hobie Kayaks, and Keep America Fishing. Enter to win a custom Sea of Cortez fishing trip to Rancho Leonero, a pair of Accurate Fishing Reels, or a Hobie Pro Angler Kayak. Kids free, kids fish free, active military free. March 5th through the 9th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Details at fredhall.com. Bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Bob Summeru, the, the writer for Western Outdoor News, on the line with us, and our special, special guest, Paul Leibowitz. And Paul, is it now you're the editor of the Kayak Angler magazine? Is that right, Paul? <laughs> 
I'm the editor of Kayak Fish Magazine. Kayak Fish Magazine. Okay. We're going right. to get it right yet, Paul. We're going to get it right. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. Imperative. Well, yeah. I just I just keep making the same mistake because I never changed it. But anyway, Kayak Fish Magazine, which is uh, you know probably five years ago. Who would have thought that you have a magazine about fi- uh, fishing from a kayak? But Paul, why don't you go ahead and start off with some of the basics uh, about the the kayaks themselves, why and where that you want to do it, and maybe the difference. What's the difference between a kayak that you go white water rafting in and one that you would, uh, um, you know, go fishing in? Well, there are about two million people across North America right now who uh, kayak fished within the past year, and the reason, the main reason, is it's the uh, most economical way to get off the shore and onto the water and catch more fish. Um, the boats at this point have come a tremendously uh, long way. Uh, the first fishing kayak really grew out of a longboard. You know, on a, on a day uh, it, it, um, when the surf was no good in Malibu, for instance, guys would grab the longboard and paddle out with a rod and had something for dinner, and, uh, you know, on a longboard, it's really easy to move around, and so that's what we got. We call them kayaks because we usually paddle them with uh, two blades, kind of like the Inuit did, but that's the only similarity, honestly. These things are stable. They can hold up to 500 pounds of gear, angler, and catch, mm-hmm. and they're not the stereotypically sea kayaks, and they're not the short, stubby, little whitewater boats either that you need to um, know how to roll over and back. Easy. Lately, I, lately I've seen, Paul, uh, some images of guys catching some pretty darned big fish, uh, some billfish and even tuna off them. Yeah, right now uh, the front cover of our Spring 24 edition has uh, Matt Reed, an angler based off the big island of Hawaii, and he's tangled with uh, probably about a 350-pound blue marlin. Mm -hmm. Open his head up out of the water, isn't he? (laughs) Well, the marlin is. Yeah, beautiful image. Beautiful image. Yeah. So here's the deal. You can handle almost any fish off a kayak. I mean, we started by targeting farm ponds and uh, little places that you wouldn't be able to get to with a powerboat. The, the kayak excels for that. It's, it's the ultimate stealth platform. But once you're experienced, big game is a reality, and... Uh, in Southern California, people get 60-pound white sea bass, no problem. If you're on the East Coast, people get uh, they'll go out at night and get 35, 40-pound stripers. There are guys targeting uh, sailfish down in Florida and uh, sharks, and even uh, making the paddles out to the rigs in the Gulf Coast to get dorado and tuna. So, yeah. Well, I, you've probably heard the term when you go uh, billfish on a kayak out of Baja and you hook one up, they call it a Baja sleigh ride. 
Yeah, um, it is the best ride that you can yeah. get, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, well. What oh, wait, happens... wait, 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 wait. Hold on a sec. Hold yes, on. A sec. You're telling me the fish is pulling you along while you got them hooked up? Well, that's the you know that's the beauty of it too, isn't it, Paul? Is that uh, the boat actually acts like the drag, so that uh, it has yeah, to pull you around. We've tires talked. Out. We've talked enough that um, you've caught on to that. That's Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, you reel yourself to the fish more so than reeling the fish to the boat because there's um, really not a lot of drag you can put on a fish that's running on a kayak. And uh, a nice big fish will pull a kayak at a good five, six miles an hour. <laughs> Even a yellowtail can drag you a half mile. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. You look up and you realize you're uh, quite a bit farther out to sea than yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does. Um, it, it can be a complication. Yeah. If we're honest about this. Like, uh, kayaks are increasingly popular for bass fishing because you can really get up in the sticks. But if you hook a, even a five or six pound bass, you got to be really fast or have an anchor in the ground. Hmm. Um, otherwise, they're likely to um, get around a tree or, or hmm. some other structure and tangle you up. Of course, you can go follow them a lot easier than you can on a boat. But mm-hmm. You have to fight fish a little differently when they're on structure when you're in a kayak. Okay. Well, hmm. one of the other things, and you know, I'm certainly not the expert on it, but from from what I understand, one of the the true beauties of the kayak is the stealth where, you know, you can pull up uh, to where the fish are and there's no noise and there's, you know, there's hardly no wake and they really don't even know you're there. That's why they're so good at Mm -hmm. hunting white sea bass. Maybe we'll just tie up to a cup strand. Uh, Same thing with the freshwater. I've been uh, fishing stripers where they come up in a boil and, run into the kayak, just thump, 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 thump. <laughs> uh, they were gone a minute later as soon as a boater noticed the commotion. As soon as he got within about 50 feet, they mm-hmm. were they were gone. Oh, so another boat came up and they, they said, oh, we're out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. so you just fade into the environment. Yeah. Well, give us a quick description on how you outfit a kayak for fishing. You really don't have to do much these days if you look for a kayak for fishing. There are probably over a dozen major manufacturers, and these days they're all making boats ready to fish straight from the factory. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of them have rod holders molded right in. Um, Of course, you're dealing with uh, not a whole lot of real estate, Uh, so the ergonomics are very important, and people like to set up their kayaks to suit them personally and how they fish. Uh, for instance, uh, if you're if you fish inland for bass, right, you don't want your rod holders sticking out to the side. You want everything down low and tight to the boat so you can get around the trees and brush. Mm. But offshore, if you're going to be trolling, say, a live bait, you want your rod holders kind of out to the sides to get spread so you can Mm -hmm. run a couple of them. Uh, So 
So that's easy. I mean, these boats are plastic. You just drill them right in. And then a lot of people will put on all the bells and whistles, the same stuff you'd have on a powerboat, including electronics that might mm-hmm. be worth more than the kayak itself. Yeah, and, and, and the bait tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have your bait tank. And mm-hmm. there are many commercially available products. Uh, but I think in kayak fishing there will always be a, uh, a bit of a MacGyver spirit. Mm-hmm. So people like to... Tinker around, make their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing that we've almost alluded to, but we haven't mentioned because you did say it's the least expensive, is that uh, you've got some of the uh, benefits or the stealth that we talked about, the the fact that you can access places that you could not access with a, uh, a powerboat. And, for instance, if you want to launch from the beach in a remote area that you cannot get to, Otherwise, you can just t- carry it down and put it in the surf and take off. And then, of course, the, the cost uh, portion of it, it's a lot easier to get fully equipped on that than it is, you know, even the most basic powerboat. You know, the prices range for, I'd say, um, one of the more specialty products that um, are going to give you a little better performance and set up from about $1,000 up to about, $2,500, which is the Deluxe Hobie Pro Angler pedal drive with um, you know, that you can stand up on and, uh, with uh, horizontal rod storage and a tackle locker. I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically a boat. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like it can be really fully equipped. Sounds, sounds like you can really trick them out if you want. Yeah, guys get pretty proud of their boats. Mm-hmm. Well, before we lose track of time here, Paul, uh, let's get some more information about how to get in touch with you and the Kayak Fishing Magazine. Well, you can find Kayak Fish Magazine on the web at kayakfishmag.com. That's kayakfishmag.com. We... Um, are out on the newsstand, 3,500 newsstands across the country, uh, quarterly. Uh, so I hope you'll come uh, give us a look. Find us on Facebook. Just search Kayak Fish Magazine, and we'd love to hear from you. Okay. And is there anything, is there more popular some areas than others real quick? Well, this sport grew up, we were talking about longboards. It really grew up on the coastlines, mm-hmm. but in the last few years, it spread inland. I mean, really, you can find kite fishing just about anywhere. If you can get to uh, even a, a bass pro shops, you're mm-hmm. going to find fishing cool. kites. In there. Well, Paul, we appreciate you coming on and getting that update. And, you know, we'll be getting talk to you some more about maybe fishing in different parts of the world in a kayak. So we appreciate you tuning in. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan. And thank you, Paul Leibowitz. And then we also have Bob Summer. We're going to be right back with, some, with John Prock now from Berkeley. 
The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-382-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-382-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the Marina Village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and for many years now, I've been speaking to you directly about the Fred Hall Shows, the ultimate outdoor experience. My father started these shows in 1946, and we've held one every year since. This year's first show is March 5th to the 9th at the Long Beach Convention Center. I love these shows, not just because my family name is on them, but because I've seen generations of Californians, my own children and grandchildren included, grow up loving these events with me. I get very excited this time of year as the shows approach. They are so important to the fishing, boating, and outdoor recreation communities. Every year, the shows are different. Every year, I think they get better. But this year is especially interesting. We sold a lot of exhibit space at the Long Beach Show earlier than any other time in history. This show is packed with thousands of high-quality fishing, fly fishing, travel, camping, hunting, diving, and off-road items. Over 400 exceptional seminars and panel discussions, and more boats than ever before. Don't miss 2014's exceptional Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience at the Long Beach Convention Center, March 5th to the 9th. Check out the details at fredhall.com. I'll see you at the show. Muskie, rainbow, brook trout, brown trout, steelhead, catfish, dogfish, wolfish, bullhead, halibut, pig, permit, cobia, pickle. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And on the other side of the country from us, we have Paul, uh, excuse me, we have John Prock now, um, who is back when he just uh, got a weather report from him. And it's not quite California. I think it's uh, still, <laughs> still, still wintertime back there, isn't it? Uh, and then we have Bob Sumaru, who's off from California and works for uh, Western Outdoor News. So we're going to have a lot of fun. It's always well, I'm really excited, John, because uh, I want to talk to John about the uh, various new things that are going on with the, the different baits, power bait, all that do kind it. of thing. Let's do it. And real quickly, what John does, maybe I should let John explain it better than I can, but he is a... Uh, um, he's a, a scientist that approaches fishing and catching fish 
uh, in a, a true, solid science manner as opposed to, uh, you know, what most of us do is you know, intuition and what we think is right. So we're going to go ahead and let John do that right now. And John, I guess you and Berkeley are primarily responsible for, you know, some of the baits that have kind of turned fishing around, and that would, of course, be uh, the new gulp. And then, of course, power bait has been around for a while. It's very well known. So anyway, um, Bob, why don't you and uh, John just yeah, have some fun? Yeah, John. Uh, welcome to the show, and I appreciate you coming on talking with us. My, my first question I have for you is when you go out and you study fish and you're trying to figure out what best to feed them in the way of baits, are you looking for shape, taste, color? What's most important for you? Well, for us, we've built our platform, if you will, our science platform on olfactory, which is uh, taste and smell both. And that's what we've done most of our studies here in the lab and, in the, on, and also in the field. Uh, we do tens of thousands, approaching 100,000 tests, taste tests, if you will, on fish and let them determine what it is that they like to eat and what attracts them and and promotes them to eat. We aren't dealing in the pheromones and the sex hormones and all this other stuff that um, is going on out there in some areas. We deal specifically with the food and all factory, and that's what's really given us the advantage uh, over some of the other baits that are out there. So scent in the water is the idea. Yep, scent in the water, just like uh, you drive by a bakery and you smell that mm-hmm. bread, bread, bread baking. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about what new things you might have coming out. I understand there, there's some new power baits, uh, some shapes that have changed. Yeah, um, the Bassmaster Classic just got over down in uh, uh, the south over there in the uh, uh, Mississippi, Alabama area down there. They had some, uh, uh, the Bassmaster Classic, which is a world championship of bass fishing. And we take that uh, opportunity to introduce a lot of the consumers uh, to some of the new shapes that the, the pros and stuff are using and have designed with us. Uh, for instance, uh, we came out with uh, three new power bait shapes uh, that we are just introducing. They should be hitting the shelves now. Uh, a Can six you describe inch, them, John? Yeah, I've got a six-inch Slim Shad, which is a, kind of a uh, uh, little bit of a swim-type bait. There's also a four and a half inch rib shad, so that's kind of a shad type bait with ribs on it uh, to give it a little bit more sound in the water, a little more disruption with the ribs. And then a three and a half inch fighting bug, which is uh, a little bit more like a cross shape type of thing. And those uh, are the three power bait shapes that uh, uh, were introduced at the Classic. So all the consumers down there that went through the show could purchase those, and like I said, they should be hitting the shelves. Um, so, John, those, John those, are, those are action baits then. Those are not still fishing baits. So you're fishing them as if it was like a plastic, but with, with all the other factors to it, the scent and taste. Yeah, that's, you're exactly right. And um, they are action baits, and in... The bass fishing world, the action baits seem to be the ones that the, the guys are after. Um, and so the difference between, for instance, the power bait, which are more the action type baits, and the gulp, which is really geared more towards uh, the maximizing the scent and flavor distri- uh, distribution in the water, um, that goes more towards the saltwater guys are picking that up. 
the uh, smallmouth bass guys, uh, the guys that are fishing walleyes and panfish, and obviously the trout guys also, uh, because it has more of a dispersion of the scent and flavor faster than the power bait. So it's more of a, I'll call it a um, kind of a passive fishing, more slow fishing, whereas the power bait is a little bit more reactionary in things and real types of things. Once the fish gets it in their mouth, the power bait, they can taste it. But the gulp, they can smell and taste it from a lot farther away than they can mm-hmm. some of the uh, reactionary baits. Well, John, can I ask you a question? Um, th- when we're talking about smell, uh, I know when you're fishing for halibut in Alaska, what they do is the halibut will feed on the salmon that gets washed down the river after they spawn. And when you're fishing for halibut, what you do is you get maybe a pound, two pounds <laughs> of uh, pink salmon, drop it to the bottom with a lot of weight, and then just sit there and wait. And it could be five, ten minutes, or it could be half hour, 45 minutes. And apparently what happens is that smell disperses, and it'll bring halibut in from long distances. So how far will a scent travel? And, of course, that obviously it depends on a lot of different things. But, you know, that's that's got to be very, very few parts per million. Yeah, and, and you're correct. It, it does travel in the water, and... Uh, uh, the more you have down there, the, the faster it gets out because it's a concentration thing. But uh, in the uh, – uh, and that's where the gulp-type products uh, really shine. But uh, some of the things in Alaska that you're talking about, I do quite a bit of fishing up there, too, as I know you do. Mm-hmm. And the, the salmon and just letting it sit down there, that's a passive-type fishing. I've uh, done a lot more of the active uh, fishing, where we'll actually use uh, uh, deep water fishing with 16-ounce uh, jig heads and an 8-inch uh, power bait grub on it, and we'll hmm. just vertical jig them. And that way we don't have to sit there and wait for the fish. We'll actually... Now, is, is that for for salmon or for halibut? I'm not sure what you mean. That's for halibut. Hmm. Okay. And then you'll just a, uh, um, move, uh, drift with the current. Slack yeah. tide and just picking up tide seems to be the best because you can go the deepest and hmm. get down there and be vertical. And it just, it's amazing. It's more of an active thing than just sitting there and waiting. And uh, both power bait and gulp work in that situation. Okay. And so, because I've seen that used up there with, you know, it's like a, you know, huge uh, uh, white uh, tail. It looks maybe it's supposed to be a squid or something, but they're about, like I said, six, eight inches long. But you actually have a, a gulp that's scented with that? Yes, we've got uh, six-inch gulp grubs, uh, but uh, the ones that I've been using the most are the eight-inch power bait grubs. Okay. They're a little bit bigger and meatier, and when you're uh, drifting in the with the current or wind, mm-hmm. um, you can just bounce them off the bottom, just keep in contact oh. with that bottom or six inches above. And here's a little trick for you guys. Okay. When you're out there, and a lot of times you got four, five, six people on a boat, and they're all doing the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, pound your jig head on the bottom a little bit. Make it uh, make some noise. Make, yeah, puff kick up some stuff kick down up some there. dirt. Uh-huh. Uh, you can actually steal, and I hate to say this, but <laughs> steal a fish from the guy if he misses a bite. Uh-huh. You pound your jig down there on the bottom with that power bait on there, and they'll come right over and gobble it up. Wow. Well, Boy, John, that does sound like some great ideas for us to try next time. Up well, there. as a matter of fact, uh, John, I'm going to be um, up there in July, and maybe we can figure out a way for me to take some of that stuff up. 
That's already a given, John. Oh, you okay. got to try this out. I just made some special batches up this week. I oh, was cool. actually out on the production floor molding up baits specially for that trip. All right. Well, uh, oh name, name it after me if it works. <laughs> Wait a minute. i got a trip in May. Don't forget me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where are you going, Bob, in May? Uh, we're going up to Kingfisher Lodge. Oh. Uh, end of May. Going to go up there with six guys oh, on okay. a Western Outdoor News charter trip. Uh-huh. For uh, four days of offshore salmon and uh, halibut. Cool. Well, that's a little bit early, isn't it? Uh, it's right right at the beginning. Uh, they're both in and both strong. Okay, great. Um, and But anyway, John, we, we asked about the distance. You said it can go a long ways. Can you give us an example of how long that is, how far well, it is? Well, people want to think that it's like a shark and you can draw them from miles away with chum. Uh, fish have different uh, olfactory sensitivities. Some can detect them um, from greater distances. But you're right, it depends on the tide. But it wouldn't be unusual to uh, get a, uh, a halibut or uh, other bottom type of fish to come over uh, from 20, 30, 40 feet easily okay. if, when the condition's right. Now, what I wouldn't expect it to come over from... Um, a, a quarter mile away or something, you've got to mm-hmm. be realistic. But there's so much scent out there, especially when the salmon are dying and things, right. that in that situation, it's very competitive. Now, when you're on the open water and fishing some things where there aren't a lot of dead and decaying and uh, types of odors out there, you can expect for them to get interested in things easier. Okay. Um, and then you, you also mentioned that the, the more you put down, the more scent there is too, right? Obviously, it's just it's a it's a concentration thing. Okay. Uh, the does more that, you get does down, does that same the, philosophy you, work on trout in the lake? Oh, definitely. That, that's uh, that's the same tactic you're mm-hmm. you're going to be using. Definitely, but I found with trout, especially the ones that are all in the uh, California area and things that are a lot of the hatchery type trout, that uh, they're very sight oriented, mm-hmm. and. If you can get your bait up and off the bottom so that they can see it, they're curious enough to come over and look at it. And once they get in that range because Mm -hmm. they can smell it, then they're hooked. Okay, great. Well, you know, our our friends locally at Irvine Lake, they they promote using power bait rolled up into a worm form. Okay. Put it 16 inches off the bottom, and you can't miss. Great. Well, Bob, on that one. Uh, we're going to have to uh, be getting out of here because we got a break coming up. John, thank you very much. It's always fascinating to hear because we get, we get to know what, what it really is, not what people think that it might be. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we certainly appreciate you tuning in. And, Bob, thank you very much. Are you ready for a whale-watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale-watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year, and there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale-watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale-watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing. 
operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040, 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Lots of lakes, I fish them all year round. No, I fish lots of lakes everywhere I'm bound. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have the pleasure of Bart Hall. From, uh, and he's still at, uh, right now, I believe, at the largest consumer fishing, boating, outdoor show almost in the world, but certainly in the United States, isn't it, Bart? Well, it's the largest uh, consumer fishing show in the world. It's California's oldest and largest boat show. It's um, Southern California's largest travel show and the uh, only hunting show in Southern California. Wow. So it's a very big event, and um, uh, the industry is here. Today, the American Sport Fishing Association had their industry meeting here. All the presidents of all the companies come out to this show, and mm-hmm. they meet and decide things. And so it's a, it's a very important event for the fishing community. Well, you know, a lot of us uh, tend to think that this is the official start of the fishing season. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And, you know, and then after this, we move down to Del Mar, March mm-hmm. 27th to the 30th, and, and we start the same thing down there. It's, uh, it's basically the same show. It's slightly different. It has the less hunting, has a lot of fishing, uh, has more boats, and uh, it's, um, that show's been around 38 years, and so... Uh, between this show, the older brother, 68 years, and that one down there, 30, 38 years. We kind of kind of one bunch here in Southern California, both in Los Angeles and San Diego, two, California's two largest cities. Right. Well, that's something that you, you your dad started that, and you've uh, I, I guess you're 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 still just a kid, so you couldn't have been around there for all of them. I've been around for all of them, actually. I have was you? born in 45, and the first show 
was that same uh, was that next year in '46 before wow. it got to be my birthday in June. So oh, okay. first first shows were in April, and these shows have moved back to March. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's how it works. But it's great, you know. Both of both of the shows provide uh, uh, access to it's. Uh, we we don't sell anything, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. people at the shows sell stuff, but right. what we do is we just provide. promote sport fishing and promote outdoor recreation and mm-hmm. and boating, and that's what we do. And so people get excited about their passions, and they come here and they have a good time. And we had uh, over the time here in Long Beach, we had. 400 seminars, we'll have 200 seminars <laughs> at Del Mar over yeah. four days. Wow. Um, you know, we have just anything you can think of. We so, have diving, yeah. kayaking, boating, mm-hmm. fishing, hunting, camping, whatever. And great seminar speakers and great venues. So it's a lot of fun. People are really enjoying themselves. It is. And of course, I was down there, well, yesterday I saw you. And it looks to me, I don't, you know, I've done didn't do any counts, but it looks in the last couple of years things are are kind of picking back up to more like they used to be. We're getting a lot more activity, and a lot of the uh, people are booking more trips than they were, and things are starting to get back more to normal in the industry. Well, I think that's what's happening. You know, we we won't know for sure until this is all over, but. Uh we sold out of our booth space earlier in both shows than mm-hmm. we ever have before. So the the exhibitors believe that that is going to happen. Right. Yeah, so we'll, when it's all over after the nine days of the two shows, we'll look back and say, yeah, people uh, people are feeling better about things. But right now we don't know. The first two days have been very good, both at the gate and for our exhibitors. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. One of my exhibitors called it epic. So epic's a good word. Yeah, we'll let's do epic. that. Well, it's yeah. no matter what, it's always an epic adventure. That's for sure. It certainly is. And if if anybody, I know that you've got all the information on the website if somebody wants to check that out. And if they're going to be on the West Coast, you've got to be uh, stop in either in Long Beach if you can get in there right away, or uh, a little bit later in the month is Del Mar. And the website for that would be www.fredhall f r e d h a l l dot com fredhall.com. Great. Well, thank you, Bart. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, enjoy the rest of your show, and hopefully we'll talk to you again uh, for sure. In the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about Del Mar. You are thank listening. You, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in the studio. We appreciate you tuning in. And go to fishtalkradio.com and check out some of the trips we got coming up. We'd like to have you. I'll tell you why I can't find you. Time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Ah, oh, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Ah, uh-huh. gone fishing.